0: crazy mother so uh welcome back to part three of cost of goods told we'd like to welcome to this section of the show jim buchanan of buck's barbecue company jim welcome to the show thanks for having me absolutely it's our pleasure thanks for making time i know that mondays are your day off. Like most small business owners, there really are no days yeah, off. Yeah, it's a
1: misnomer. You know, it's a day off, but it's not really a day off. You,
0: you squeezed in some time for us. and yep. uh, So we're at Beavers, and you, you had dinner? Had dinner. Everything was good? Everything was great. Arash does a really good job. He does. He's a great chef, a great friend of ours. We're glad we could meet here, and we're glad you could join us. So thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you. Why yeah. don't we talk about... Oh, I was going to say, speaking of good job, it was great on Saturday swinging in and getting to try your barbecue for the first time, for me, you know, especially. So, you know, it, it was just a fantastic stop to... to to do on our little barbecue road trip for the Houston Barbecue Festival. I I got the impression that you're new
0: to me, Mm -hmm. right? But you're not new to the barbecue world whatsoever. I mean, you've kind of – I've been around a bit. (laughs) A little bit, right? You've taken some lumps along the way. I've taken a few lumps. You've earned
1: your stripes. Yep. Uh, More importantly, you've made some damn good barbecue. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it, and I really appreciated you all coming in.
0: So so tell us a little, Jim, tell us about sort of your background, uh, eventually how you got into barbecue. Yeah. Just give us a little roadmap of, of where you're coming
1: uh so my life story summed up is uh born in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh my dad was an army officer. Uh we traveled the world. Army brat. I'm an army brat. Yeah. Uh, uh uh he retired from active duty. Uh and we settled out in Katie, Texas. I went to Katie High School. Wow. Back before Katie was a booming metropolis. There's rice fields. Uh, there was old. rice fields everywhere, man. You I mean, <laughs> we, not that we, old though. Oh yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, older, I'm older than you are. You look uh, young. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, uh I grew up in Katy. Graduated high school, joined the army, uh, went off and did my deal. Yeah. Uh, when I got off active thank you duty, for your service. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, when I got off active duty, I came back to Houston, um, settled in, got a job in corporate America while I was going to school. Um, was doing sales and sales management, did some operational management and in, uh, in the litigation support industry. So non
0: barbecue. This is non barbecue. Okay. Yeah, all right. all
1: non barbecue. I mean, I always I, I started cooking when I was eight years old. Um, my parents both worked and my mom would basically leave stuff in the fridge and say, here's what you need to do when you get home. So (laughs) I would get home from school and I'd start cooking and I I pretty much fed the family. Um, so, you know, I, I got the barbecue bug, um, it was exposed to different types of barbecue. Uh, my dad's family's from Virginia. They don't do barbecue like we do barbecue here. They right. don't do barbecue in Mississippi <laughs> the way we do here. Right, right, right. I was stationed in Savannah, Georgia. They don't do barbecue the way uh, there the way that we do it here. Um, well, that's so, great cross training. Yeah, you We're know the I had, best
0: barbecue in the world, which we all know is in Texas. Right. That's great cross. Yeah, I mean
1: I, I you know I had a really really um, broad upbringing or training, if you will, uh, exposure to that's barbecue good. from around the around the U.S uh and then i got the barbecue bug here um i've got a competitive nature and decided i wanted to try and do uh, uh barbecue competitions at the behest of my brother-in-law and uh, <laughs> we did pretty well and just dove right into it i was cool. doing a lot of competitions week in week out uh and about five and a half years ago a guy uh that's a good friend of mine west arena uh calls me up and he says hey man I got laid off from my uh, government job, and I think I'm going to buy a trailer and sell barbecue. What do you think? And I was like, cool. I'll show up on the weekends and help (laughs) you out. Why not? Uh, So he did that, uh, Papa Charlie's Barbecue. We set up in the parking lot at uh, what is now called the patio. Back then it was called Jackson's Watering Hole. And we were slinging barbecue in the parking lot uh, every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Marty Sunday. Uh that in? Uh, it's in the Montrose area, okay. corner okay. of uh, it's it's right off the corner of Montrose and Richmond. Okay, all right, and so, that was how many years ago? Uh, five and a half, six years ago. Okay, not that
2: long ago. Yeah, yeah,
1: not too long. I don't know. I'm old, so it all kind of runs together. <laughs> <laughs> old memory thing. Yeah, yeah, it escapes me. Yeah, sometimes. definitely. Uh, we did that for uh, several years, and uh, you know. Um, uh, built a lot of critical acclaim, a pretty solid following. People kept saying, "Hey, you need to open a restaurant." And my life circumstances at that point in time uh, kind of led me down the road where uh, you know Wes was going to open this brick and mortar, and uh, said, "Hey, you ought to come come do this with me." So we did. We opened up a place in East Downtown, and uh, did that for a few years. And that was Papa Charlie's. That was Papa Charlie's Barbecue. Um, had. Had a good run at it, and then uh, August of 2017, I decided it was just time for me to go do my own thing. I had paid my dues, and it was time to become the chief everything officer.
2: So, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so from from that point to where you are now, what have what has been the things that you... You know, when you want to do your own thing, you're gonna put your own twist onto some yeah. things. And I know when, when I was eating the rib, you were talking about yeah, you know, the different elements that are in it. Do you mind explaining that a little bit? No, or, I don't know? mind. I,
1: I tell people all the time I don't have any secrets. I mean, you know, I, I, I literally somebody wants to know a recipe for something that I do, I'll tell you. You know. I mean, knowing how to do it is only half the battle. <laughs> That's right. Being able to do it is the other half Excuse of the battle. You. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, you know, when we were at uh, Papa Charlie's, we uh, we we Wes and Wes and I were known for doing some uh, kind of inventive, kind of pushing the boundaries uh, barbecue stuff. A lot of multicultural uh, influences involved in uh, the, the the standard barbecue stuff, um, and that was something that you know was really really of interest to me. So when I left Papa Charlie's and started Bucks, those were things that I wanted to continue to do, but I wanted to really push even harder right. um you you brought up the ribs so my pork ribs uh have a base rub of decaffeinated espresso on them uh, and then they have a spicy rub over the top of them uh i cook hot and fast i mean i'm running it at 350 plus uh and pork ribs uh react really well to that high temperature you end up with a nice dense bark on the top of them almost like a brisket um and that espresso comes through it kind of bubbles up to the top and gives you that really, really crunchy exterior. Mm-hmm. I don't glaze the ribs; it's just a dry rib, and uh, uh, you know, the espresso does some really magical stuff to it.
0: So that's that Memphis boy. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I mean, I guess you know, the dry, the the, dry the dry rib. Yeah. So but when, they were
0: still tender. They were still. Yeah. Then you find that I, they didn't fall off the bone, but they were still tender to the point where I wasn't gnawing at
1: it. Yeah, I don't want uh, You know, I, I don't like serving a rib that when you when you put it in your mouth and you take a bite of the meat, the meat just comes right off the bone. Um, you know, that's the competition barbecue background. Uh, you know, you, you you're supposed to serve a rib that has a good bite and a good yeah. pull where the meat just doesn't come right off the bone. So you'll you'll you won't get a rib that's gonna that's gonna be right. a quote fall yeah. off the bone right, uh, sure. at my place. You're just not going to.
2: So we were just at the you know, Houston barbecue uh, cook-off. Um, when we were talking to the guys, some of them have one style that they cook for competition barbecue and then another that they either cook for home or if they were going to serve it somewhere. It sounds like what you cook for competition is what you would serve Am I correct or is that no? Okay. So they, they're going to be two different yeah, styles. There. There, there's
1: nothing that I cook, uh, in, in the restaurant that is, uh, similar at all to what I would cook in competition. Okay. In competition setting, um, the judges are going to get one, maybe two bites. Uh, and you have to, uh, have a flavor profile that is so deep and, um, layered on top of each other that the judges are going to be like, wow, with that one bite. Um, if I served you two slices of my competition brisket, you would eat about half of one slice and slice and start looking for a glass of water okay. <laughs> and probably tap out, uh, the same with the ribs, the ribs, my competition ribs, um, had, uh, had a glaze on them. They had a very, very deep, uh, flavor profile from the rub. Uh, there was hot sauce, there's margarine, there's honey, there's, I mean, it's just all sorts of stuff in them. Um, and it's great, you know, for a couple of bites. Right. Yeah, I was just because
0: after that
2: it's just robust. Yeah, ro- it's it's
1: robust. it's just too rich. I got you.
2: So then there's the mad scientist part of you. Then mm-hmm. that's going to be like, okay, now I have to figure out the formula that works here. Right. Now I've learned across the U.S. all these different influences. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have kind of your formula set? Are you still tinkering with it? I mean you know with with what you're doing right now or? so with
1: my standards I'm set um you know my bris- my, my brisket is a uh, very very uh traditional central texas style uh, you mentioned the guy whose name I, uh, whose name we're not going to name, but I'm going to name him anyway. Um, John Miller of, uh, the Louis Miller family is a really, really good friend of mine. And I basically learned to cook brisket central Texas style from him. Okay. Um, it's kosher salt, coarse ground, black pepper, uh, really high heat. And you, you basically just hammer it with heat until you build up a, a really nice dense bark on it. Uh, and when it's tender, you take it off. Um, that's so it. yeah, it's it. That's I mean, it's so moving
0: it to the side. Nope. I mean, are you cooking on offsets
1: now? Yeah, I'm cooking on offsets uh, from uh, Mill Scale out in Lockhart. In fact, they're going to be in town tomorrow, uh, doing a little work on my pit for me. Oh,
0: very cool. Yeah,
1: um, you know, it, it's it's just traditional brisket uh same with the beef ribs salt and pepper there's nothing else on it
0: that's traditional i'm like traditional. i not telling you <laughs> so I, you know
1: I, I mean i could i could guard against uh, you know the, the the spots that are a little more crispy than others yeah, but, but if i if i rotated briskets or if i wrapped them during the cooking process but i just don't i mean that it's, wasn't a complaint yeah know, yeah no no, no. I, I, I love that yeah it, most people do um you know i i get a lot of people say wow that's a great john miller style brisket Hey, that's I'm I'm honored that you are comparing my brisket to John's. It's not like John's. Um, it's it's similar in the way that I cook it, but it's not like John's brisket. Right. Um, it's just not. And, and you know, I don't like to wrap them because I like that really heavy, dense bark. Um, I don't like to rotate them because they're not on the pit that long.
2: Right. You cooking on post oak.
1: Uh, cooking on post oak. Okay. Yeah. Very
2: good. So so again, that that personalized version of everything kind of like what you're talking about mm-hmm. you know everybody's kind of got their twists and their turns and so forth you had that set from day 1 or were you kind of still
1: tweaking with it no or? i mean i you know the 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 brisket is uh uh, seasoning wise, pretty similar to what we were doing at Papa Charlie's, you know, again, John Miller influence. I use a different, uh, a grind of pepper. Um, it's a little, a uh, little lighter than what we were using at Papa Charlie's, uh, Papa Charlie's. We were wrapping briskets. We weren't cooking as hot as I am right now. Right. Um, you know, so you stylists, don't I wrap... don't wrap them at all until wow. they're, until they're done when they're, yeah, yeah, right. when they go on the pit, they, they cook until they're done. When they're done, they come off. Uh, I let them rest to room temperature and then I put them in paper. Uh, once they're in paper, you know, we'll put them in a the holding cabinet and hold them. Okay. But yeah, no, What's no that wrap. Internal temp? Uh, when I so pull them off, done, yeah. yeah, when I pull them off the pit, um, typically for me, two hundred six to two twelve. It okay. really just varies brisket to brisket. I I don't yeah. care what the temperature is. I just care how it feels.
2: I got you. Now, your first venture solo was where you're at now, or correct?
1: Yeah. So, how did that how did that come about? So, um. <clears throat> We, I left uh, Papa Charlie's early August uh, 2017 Started Buck's Barbecue Company uh, Had struck a deal with the guys that own Lucky's Pub uh, To move into Their Heights location That they wanted to rebrand as a uh, Beer Garden mm-hmm. So we struck a deal uh, We were going to rebrand uh, Lucky's Pub In the Heights as White Oak Beer Garden With Buck's Barbecue Company And I was going to have exclusive domain over uh, Food service Um. Got all that worked out. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of work uh, doing renovations. A couple of articles were written. I did a uh, preview tasting with uh, Eric Sandler from Culture Map mm-hmm. on uh, Thursday, the 24th of August. Uh, Saturday, of Saturday, August 26th was the day that we were supposed to um, have our soft open. Mm-hmm. Invitation only soft open. And uh, Hurricane Harvey hit. Yeah.
0: You, and, you and lots of others have talked a lot about Hurricane yeah. Harvey and yeah. how that's turned the course, you know, business
1: for you. Yeah, it has. Uh, you know, you 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 best laid plans of mice and men, they say that what you know, life is what happens after you make those plans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely what happened with us uh with Box barbecue. We uh uh decided not to do the soft open because uh, the hurricane was rolling in and uh, the, you know, the, the, the weather forecasts were pretty bleak. Yep. Uh, so canceled the soft open and just hope for the best. And uh, flooded it. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, I mean, I had people sending me pictures from the news all night long. Uh, we got 15 feet of water in the building. The entire first floor was submerged. Wow, and, uh, uh, you know, we, it just it, it shut us down before we even got out of the gate.
0: So once you, you once you physically survived that. Yep. There was just no no. I guess, no repairing that particular location. Yeah. Uh,
1: that, that building had, it was, it's literally right along the ba- the banks of White Oak Bayou. Uh, it had flooded twice previously, but okay. not badly, um, yeah. you know, three feet of water. Not 15 feet. Away. Yeah, not right. 15 feet. I mean, who can, who can predict getting 15 feet of water in yeah. a building yeah. in inner city Houston? Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> Uh, tax Day flood, uh, Memorial Day flood yeah. had both hit the building pretty hard. Coming. Yeah, third the third time around with Hurricane Harvey, FEMA said, "Nah, mm, yeah, you're you're you can't rebuild this. Um, uh, you're you're just no. You can tear it down and build something new, uh, which just wasn't an option for the for the people that owned the building. Sure. So that building was uh, done. We were done in that location. And, uh, that next week went out and bought a, a barbecue pit on a trailer." And started popping up at uh, breweries. Hustle, yeah.
0: You never stop hustling.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I was fortunate to uh, have friends that were friends with the guys that were opening a brewery in Oak Forest called Great Heights Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool dudes. Uh, they said, "Hey man, you know, we're about to open up. Uh, you want to come over here and sell barbecue?" And I said, "Absolutely." I got <laughs> hey man, you know, I mean, we got to do something. We can't just lay on the couch and and, and hope that something Eat happens. And yeah, yeah. Mosquitoes. So uh, we did that. We popped up at Great Heights Brewing Company for, uh, I think, four or five months.
0: And you were the primary trailer there, like you were on? Yeah,
1: Yeah. I was. I I mean, they had a couple of other trailers that came in, but I I mean, I did steak night over there on Thursday nights. Uh, We did barbecue on Friday nights, and then we did barbecue on Saturday, and then again on Sunday.
0: And always under the Bucks barbecue name?
1: Always under Bucks.
0: Okay, so you've been building that name for a while.
1: Hey, man, uh, there's a story behind the name. Uh, and it was important to me th- to not walk away from it. Okay. Um, story behind the name, and this is going to hit hard because you, you mentioned this to me a little earlier. Uh, my dad, uh, his name was Buck. Okay. um hence buck's barbecue company he wasn't a huge barbecue fan that was my uh, next question yeah okay. he's he's a virginia boy you know they like <laughs> smoked ham but they did smoked ham different than i do smoked ham True. uh he loved prime rib didn't really like when i smoked it because he said it ruined it um but he ate it it's it, old school yeah right? yeah you it's know i mean he's just setting his ways uh great guy uh my dad uh as i mentioned was a career army officer uh rose to the rank of lieutenant colonel before he retired from the army uh when he retired from active duty we moved to houston he got a job with the city of houston uh ended up being the director of solid waste management for the city Hmm. uh uh, held that position um for i think eight or nine years but he was with the city for 20 something years oh wow so he retired decided hey now look i've got these two retirements i'm going to start playing a lot of golf and then Uh uh (laughs) <laughs> not not very many months later, was diagnosed with cancer, oh, and uh, uh, we spent the next five years uh, in just one nonstop battle with cancer. And December 2014, he succumbed to it. Sorry and, to hear that. Yep. Sorry you for know, your loss. It happens.
0: Well, it sucks because you live a whole life, right? So yeah. these are these are this is exactly the stories we want to hear right. from real people in the real in the industry who have struggled and fought and then overcome. Industry troubles and then have personal troubles too, yeah. right? or challenges. Essentially, but yeah, but you know what I mean. This is sure. real life. I mean, this yeah. is what people go through. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it sounds like a tough, tough guy. Yeah, he was. It yeah, years. I mean, he
1: he really was. He was a really, really strong guy um you know and it was a tough battle but you know when it it was over it was over uh for me personally i was uh you know really angry like most people who lose who lose somebody close to them Um, yeah Yeah. you know it does uh i was really angry and it was it was really a a tipping point for me you know i i uh i needed to do i needed something different in my life and i didn't really know what it was but um you know uh in 2017 i decided that this was this was what was going to be different this was an opportunity for me to do something for me that will also allow Allowed me the opportunity to honor you know my dad's legacy sure. so we started talking about what are we going to call this thing that we're going to do <clears throat> excuse me uh what are we going to call this thing that we're going to do and i was like buck's barbecue company
0: great name yeah got a good ring to it too. it's got a
1: great name. it's got a great ring to it, <laughs> doesn't it?
0: Yeah. So. well good so two you're two years in to build that name and it's a great great name <clears throat> for yeah. a great purpose and a yep. great reason And now you're at Lucky's
1: Lodge. Now I'm at Lucky's Lodge. Uh, You know, we popped up around town. I was very fortunate to have some guys that uh, uh, are in the service industry that owned venues of varying varying types that uh, uh you know we i was friends with and they were very supportive uh ryan Soroka over at eighth wonder brewing uh offered me a chance to pop up over there cool. uh we did that that was a great deal for us steven salazar uh brandon silva with the kirby group uh gave me a shot at holman draft hall that was a very good thing i now have a very close friendship with brandon silva uh from kirby group as a result of that um and uh you know we we uh ended up back at Lucky's Lodge because the people at Lucky's have been there for me all along
2: (laughs) now we got to see kind of the behind the scenes operation of it too which is kind of cool now I know you've got your pit and everything, but the space that you have to kind of execute on platters and so forth, man, I think I got a closet a little bit yeah, bigger than yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. so.
1: uh, uh, my, my uh, I call it my service kitchen. My service kitchen is uh, roughly the size of my bathroom at home. Um, I uh, I haven't really ever measured it, but I think it's roughly eighty-five or ninety square feet. Uh, you know, it's 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 cramped, but it's it's functional yeah, for, for uh-huh. what we're doing now.
2: Yeah. 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 But the the stuff that's coming out of the you know yeah. out of your pits and you what don't you're need a kitchen man. to make barbecue like that. Yeah, but still it's it's still fantastic though. Like yeah. it, you know the I was wildly impressed by everything that we tasted. You know, so it was it was kind of cool to see that you know, hey, this dude's making it work in a space that other people would be like, oh, I can't work in this. You know, but a hustler or somebody who's gonna put his head down and be like, dude, I'm gonna build something. is gonna be like, this is what I got. I'm a f- figure out a way to make it work yeah my, my
1: my that's my military training there improvise <laughs> adapt overcome uh and you just don't quit you know you just keep you keep putting one foot in front of the other until you get where you're supposed to be and i'm not where i'm supposed to be yet yeah. um i know that but we'll just keep going
0: well the good news is you know that right so that keeps you charging ahead yeah but but it was never more evident than when we were <laughs> in your kitchen mm-hmm the, the term you'll know the chef that mise en place everything in its place right and the military you know background i mean everything was in its place when you went to cut ribs you cutting ribs when you went to cut brisket i mean it was well laid out
1: yeah my, and you didn't skip a beat yeah that's sure. that's uh you know the the, the the chefs i'm not a chef but the chefs call it misa uh i just call it ocd <laughs> <laughs> call it what you want it's good yeah, stuff yeah keep
0: keep doing what you're doing so now, what, what's the address of the current address?
1: <clears throat> okay, so I'm uh, I'm actually housed inside of Lucky's Lodge in East Downtown. Uh, the address there is 2024 Rusk Street, uh, directly across the street from what we call Big Lucky's or the, the, the Big Green Monster, Lucky's which Pub. is Lucky's Pub. Yeah. Uh, I'm two blocks behind George R. Brown Convention Center and one block in front of BBVA Compass Stadium.
0: Well, we didn't have any trouble finding it, but what was more impressive, I think, was we had the option of sitting – Inside or out? Yeah. Because there's a nice patio outside. Yeah, we
1: got a nice patio area.
0: Yeah, so that was good. Is it pet-friendly?
1: It is pet-friendly on the patio. On
0: the patio. That's cool. Because lots of people now are taking their little fur babies everywhere. (laughs) I mean,
1: Lucky's Lodge is a really cool venue. It's unique from anything else in East Downtown. Uh, We have a very good craft beer selection. We have a, a pretty good wine selection, and we have a fantastic whiskey selection. I mean, with, you know, like the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, we have all of it. I almost uh,
0: expect to see a cigar case in there. We do
1: have a cigar case. Oh. You walked right past it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I try to stay away from them, but but I did see that. because yeah. it's, it's rustic inside. Yeah. It's uh, it's rich decor, yeah. you know, the kind of a dark wood, so it's really cool to hang out inside.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be like a hunting lodge, you know, yeah. hence the name Lucky's lodge. lodge. And if you look at the logo, the logo actually has camouflage in it. Um, I you know, that. yeah, you know, there, and we've got some, you know, we've got some taxidermy mounts in there. Uh, we've got my, my pet coyote, uh, Camus, yeah. uh, <laughs> gifted to me by one of my, uh, by one of my close friends and investors. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool environment.
2: Um, now you said that you're not there yet, but you are doing some really cool things. I know that you recently did the, the wine and, and mm-hmm. barbecue kind of uh, event that they had to do something like that or to to start kind of going outside of the norm box that you do day to day at Lucky's, mm-hmm. when are you doing that when are you experimenting when are you you know or you know shoot what you were talking about on that podcast i was like oh, i kind of want to try that you know yeah. maybe one day he'll he'll do that i'm following your instagram feed pretty closely to see oh, the it. tenderloin
1: yeah yeah so uh the, the tenderloin was really kind of a um spur of the moment um experiment i i did uh for valentine's day i ran a steak dinner special that was uh, uh filet mignon with uh seared scallops and uh asparagus and some uh, mascarpone mashed potatoes nice. uh, salad and uh, dessert um well i had some tenderloin left in fact i had a whole roll of tenderloin left and i was trying to decide what i was going to do with it <laughs> and saturday morning uh, i was in the kitchen doing prep work uh getting ready to open for lunch and i was like I think I want to put this on the smoker, so I seasoned it, put it on the smoker, and put it out on Instagram that we were selling uh, smoked beef tenderloin, and it was gone in an hour.
0: <laughs> Power of social media, yeah, right. Well, oh, and a good smoked tenderloin. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was it was
1: really good. I'd never smoked a beef tenderloin before, but I smoked a lot of prime rib, and mm-hmm. I figured yeah, it can't be that much different. Right, right. Uh, it took roughly fifty minutes, um, and you know, cooked it to. Uh, uh, a little below medium rare, so that carried over right into the medium rare range, and and people loved it. That uh, sounds good. Yeah, so I you know when Chris Reed from the Chronicle, JC Reed, uh, approached me about participating in the the Taste of Italy, uh, wine and barbecue pairing, mm-hmm. um, you know we were talking about what I was going to do, and <clears throat> I told him hey, you know I do a really good Bolognese. Um, which, you know, it's just a ragu, right? right. Um, and I smoked the pork and I smoked the beef and I uh, smoked the um, uh, vegetables that go into the stock. And, uh, you know, he's like, that sounds really good. That's going to be fantastic. Then we had our wine tasting here with the guys from the Italy American Chamber of Commerce. They brought all the wines we were going to pair um, here here at Beavers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to them and they're, they're, they're talking about how the last time they'd done this, it was like really, really barbecue-centric, like traditional Texas barbecue stuff that they were trying to pair with wines. And I started thinking in the back of my head, well, if I do this bullinus, these guys are not going to be impressed. You know, I mean, because they eat all the time. All right? And, you know, mine's good, but I don't know that it would wow anybody that really understands what, you know, Bolognese is supposed to taste like. And Chris actually started asking me questions about the beef tenderloin. And right about that moment, I said, I'm going to do the beef tenderloin again. And I'll serve it with a balsamic reduction. Nice, very and nice. that'll probably go over pretty well. <laughs> and it was good.
2: It sounded delicious, and it sounded like it was—it was, it was it very like crowd pleasing special, as, as well. Like, you know? Yeah, I,
1: I, I, that will probably come back to the menu. Uh, my uh, my beautiful wife uh, got to eat it twice uh the day of the taste of italy three times ta- the day of the taste of italy uh twice on the day of uh, the tasting and then the next day for lunch and uh you know she she's told me several times it was the best thing she's ever had well the, re-
2: the reason why i ask is because when i try somebody's food it's, yeah. it's just like a, when i go into a restaurant or something like that if the first couple things that i'm trying you know or the their main things that they're right. known for are really good then i'm like okay when you create, let me know because I'm coming yeah. in for your creations because I know it's going to be damn good as well. You so, know? so there's
1: a few things that uh, are, are outside the box of traditional barbecue that are on my menu as daily specials. Uh, Tuesday, I've got uh, what's called the Altered Alpine Reuben, uh, which is an homage to the Altered Alpine Reuben sandwich that was served at Khan's Deli, uh, which is now defunct uh, mm-hmm. down in Rice Village. Uh, it is smoked turkey uh on uh toasted uh toasted rye with uh grain mustard oh, man. uh and right. it has coleslaw <laughs> it has coleslaw oh, a man. big mound of coleslaw on top of it with uh, base mel-
0: or creamy base
1: uh well i so my my coleslaw is kind of a combination Okay, that's perfect. um it's got a little bit of mayonnaise yeah i want it to cut but it's I got a lot of cut. it's got a lot of cider vinegar I in it it has up. cayenne some sugar oh, yeah. and some <laughs> sriracha in it keep
0: going keep going yeah
1: so uh that sandwich is fantastic uh and that's been extremely well received i mean i i've sold more of those uh, in the last three months since it's been on the menu than i did of the sandwich it replaced uh in eight months of the other one being on the menu uh wednesdays i have a smoked lamb soufflaki uh, i mentioned we traveled the world yeah. i lived in greece for several years uh and i have a fondness for greek food um smoked lamb soufflaki uh, it's got you know the smoked lamb uh, smoked leg of lamb it's got mediterranean seasoning on it wow. it's on a it's on a toasted pita uh, I serve it with a yo- Greek yogurt sauce and pickled onions. The yogurt sauce is not a tzatziki. It doesn't have no. any dill in it at all. Okay. It has lemon zest. It has um, basil, mint, uh, a little bit of salt, a little bit of garlic.
2: No cucumber in
1: there. Uh, no cucumber this. at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Very so, wonderful. yeah it's, it's really good. Uh, Thursday, one of the things I'm most known for is my brisket debris po' boy. Uh, I take brisket, yep. shred it up make us uh, make a gravy out of uh, brisket drippings mm-hmm. and beef stock uh simmer the brisket shred the shredded brisket in it serve it on a um french baguette with yeah, uh, sandwich it, well that's where i got it from yeah i mean and it's it's, it's debris, I knew exactly <laughs> again it again comes. it's a it's an homage to the debris po' boy from mothers uh, in yeah, new man. orleans yeah one of my one of the one of my favorite sandwiches ever yeah. <laughs> uh that i've been serving that for you know Four or five years, and it, 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 people really like it. Uh, Friday, uh, another one of the things I'm most known for is bacon-wrapped smoked meatloaf.
0: I did see a picture of meatloaf somewhere yeah. on your Instagram, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, I didn't see that on the menu." Bacon
1: either. wrap. It's a yeah. It's Friday. It's my Friday lunch special. Bacon wrap, smoked meatloaf. I grind my own meat. I uh, use brisket and ribeye uh, for the for the beef. Uh, <laughs> it's got you know, it's got all sorts of good stuff in it. You wrap it in bacon, throw it on the pit, get a little smoke on it, then I glaze it with a barbecue sauce that is uh, got it's tomato based but it also has bourbon and okay. uh, maple syrup in it. Oh, shit.
2: Yeah. I, I, we got to go we're eat just going to have to I yeah. mean yeah, yeah we're just going to have to plan it out so, monday tuesday so I guess tuesday
0: my, through my question and i'm listening to your menu and yep. i'm listening to your off the menu specials right. you're not an executive chef nope. you didn't go to culinary school nope you're barely making some barbecue no. Yep. <laughs> barely <laughs> what what's your inspiration like what what is driving the creativity um For you day in and day out. I mean,
1: I I just like to eat and and, I mean, I like to eat and I I like to be creative in the kitchen. Um, I've always enjoyed cooking. Uh, This is an opportunity for me to, you know, uh, kind of uh, take all of my past experiences uh, from the culinary world, different things that I've eaten, different things that I've seen, different things that I've experienced uh, and put it together into the type of food that I cook now. And and there's, uh, you know, there's very few things in life that bring me more satisfaction than serving somebody and watching their reaction. Yeah. When you, I mean, you, you know, yeah, when, when you serve somebody something and they, and they take a bite, you know, when they enjoy it. Conversely, you know, when they don't enjoy it.
0: <laughs> so that's what's driving me. Yeah. The positive reactions. Oh hard. man. I,
1: I mean, I, mean, that's, that's why I do this. I, cool. I do it. I mean, I like to cook, but if I cook crappy food, uh, you know, and nobody was, nobody was enjoying it, I'd stop.
0: Well, we all know that in the restaurant business you're not going to get
2: rich anyway. Yeah, no. So, no. it's not about the money. Oh, <laughs> no, <right>? no <laughs>
1: man. I'm certainly not doing this to make money. So, you're doing it the right way. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you said that you felt like you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. What is the next steps that you'd like to take or what's down the line that you're really looking forward to or the next milestone that you'd like to hit? Yeah,
1: the end game is to have our own uh, brick and mortar. Um, you know, I the 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 people at Lucky's have been very, very good to me. Um, you know, having a, a platform inside of Lucky's Lodge to operate out of is is has been fantastic. I mean, it's yeah. it's been extremely helpful uh, to us, you know, from a revenue perspective. Uh, it gives us a chance to generate some revenue so we can pay our bills um, and to continue building our brand. It's also been good for them um, You know, because it's helped get the Lucky's Lodge name out. Sure. We, we've gotten a fair amount of press and every time we get press I, I'm always very, very uh, intent on making sure that people understand we're at Lucky's Lodge and we're a part of their family. Yeah.
0: It, it sounds like that's been a great opportunity for you to continue to hone your skills, mm-hmm. be creative, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Throughout all the challenges, all the different locations, um, all the different opportunities, obstacles you've had, what's the one thing you're most proud of being in this restaurant industry? Between trailers and brick and mortars that you don't own, but you know, you're know you inside of, the one thing that you wake up every morning, you're like, I'm really proud of that. It's the one thing I'm most proud of.
1: That okay, we're still here. <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough business. I was yeah. going to I mean, to be able to pat yourself on the back every day and go, we're still paying the bills. Yeah. Lights are still coming on. We're still feeding people. For those folks that are listening that are enthusiasts or you know, we always laugh all the time where people are like, oh, your food's good. You ought to open up a restaurant. We laugh because we know how difficult that is to be on both sides of that. For someone who's listening, who fired who to be in the food business, what, what advice would you give them? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets the same question, and we always get a chuckle, but... What words of wisdom, what advice, what, what introspect would you say um, they need to be prepared for or, or to consider when they're being in the business?
1: Uh, okay, so uh, this is – I mean, it, it's kind of a uh... – off-the-cuff comment uh, in response as uh, somebody asked me hey you know what, what what advice would you give me if I w- said I wanted to open a restaurant I would look him in the face and say don't
0: <laughs> um, I mean very common. Yeah, it, it's, very it's common. you
1: know this is a labor of love uh, and, and that's such a cliche saying yeah. but this I mean that's really what this is this is a labor of love uh, I, I typically work 14 15 hour days yep. um, you know Why so six six <laughs> days six days a week yeah uh, you know Saturday uh, I did 18 hours on Saturday um, he looks at his wife yeah and she's like, yeah, 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 she's, yeah, when did she's you see me last. Yeah, yeah she, yeah, you know, she came and hung out with me. I mean, She was there when you guys came in on Saturday, yeah, she no, came in yeah. and she came in and ran the cutting block so that I could sit down and talk with you guys. Um, you know, this is my business, but she's part of it. Yeah, of um, and it, it's, 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 I mean, it's a labor of love. I do this because I absolutely love it. It's my passion. And and like I said, I mean, I, I just, I'm driven by the satisfaction Uh, on people's faces when they're eating my food there's nothing more gratifying than having somebody walk out and say that's the best brisket i've ever had
0: i couldn't say it any better except you know i knew that i i I thought i wanted to become a chef because Mm -hmm. of the romance behind it but then when i spent time in kitchens and i walked in those back doors yeah i realized i didn't want to work 18 hours a day Uh, that's what i would tell someone is are you prepared to give up all your nights weekends holidays be away from your family Come home, dog tired, and get up and do it for another six days. Oh, it's tough.
1: I mean, I you know, like yeah. I've already said it. I'm old. Um, you know, <laughs> 50, 51 years old, and uh, uh, being on your feet for that many hours a day, and, and you're literally on your feet that entire time. Right. Um, it's it's it takes a toll on you, and you're always tired. You're always aching. Um, I mean, you you have to just be fully committed to it because you love it. You can't do it because it's a job. If you if you if you're trying to do it just because it's a job, and you think it'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Nah. Well, it's obvious you're committed. You you put out a great product. Thank you. Uh, when we saw you, you weren't grumpy at all.
1: It was though. early in the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad we caught you early then, uh, and we're super proud of you, man. I mean, thanks. You know, we're we're always pulling for the small business owner. You know, our job is to give. Those listeners, some sort of insight as to what it takes to open up a restaurant, yeah. what it takes to stay in business, and then the long hours and shit you have to put up with just to accomplish all that. Yeah, And so congratulations for getting that done.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And from the story, it sounds like you've taken all the right steps. You've, you know, I, I think one of the things that I would say to somebody who maybe off of this podcast could take away is you know what, you kind of started on the weekends, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know what, get your feet wet, figure out how it feels mm-hmm. to do an 18-hour day Saturday and Sunday when you'd rather be hanging out with your boys or watching the football game or something or like sitting. that. Or just, just sit and, sitting. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 playing PlayStation or whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> start out there, you know, and then start out, you know, at part-time. You know, and if you can really find the love for it and, and you love it, it's it's just like you ask any pro athlete yeah, everybody, lots of people love playing basketball, but do you love the freaking training? Do you love getting in the gym? Do well, you, if it was easy, know? everybody'd be doing it too. Exactly. Right? And everybody thinks barbecue's easy. And I, I, I laugh so hard because, dude, you made one good brisket <laughs> it's for, this, for this family barbecue. I'll do 20 of those, make them taste exactly the same, every and day. do it every fucking day, yeah, you know? Right so it's just not
1: going to pull it off. I'll get into conversations with people who Oh, I cook a pretty good brisket. And I'm like, uh, you probably do, man. (laughs) You probably, you (laughs) you probably cook a really good brisket. How how many do you cook in a year? Uh, I cooked that many this week. (laughs) It's just, it's, uh, it it is tough. It's not the consistency is, is so difficult. um, You know, when you, when you're, when you're pushing the volume of product that uh, you know, that, that we push and, um, I mean, it's just the elements that you have to balance. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. You know, know and, it, and it's just me. I don't, I, I don't have, uh, I mean, I have a guy at night who administers the menu, but you know, I, I do all the heavy lifting. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking all the proteins. I'm cooking all the sides. Uh, you know, my day starts, uh, typically around four in the morning. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I've got, I've got food on the pit. I've got Stuff on the stove in the in the kitchen, um, running back and forth, putting more wood in the firebox, and make sure the pit I saw you the going back and
0: forth across the street.
1: <laughs> hey man, that thing's a big beast. She <laughs> likes to eat. I mean, you <laughs> know, yes, every every thirty forty minutes, she wants more food. Uh-huh.
0: Well, you're doing a great job at Lucky's Lodge. In terms of a brick and mortar, mm-hmm. is, there a, is there a place in your mind that you're targeting? A part of town you want to be in? Is there some place you feel at home or comfortable or? I mean, I know rents sky-high in Houston. I get it. There's a huge craft barbecue movement going on right now, which you would fit into that category. Mm-hmm. Is there a spot, though, you think, man, I'd really do well there? I really think I – I mean, without giving it away, I'm not asking you to reveal anything, but where would you want to be?
1: Uh, yeah, there's a spot. 80? No, No, no. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Katie boy. Um, went to high school there, and I've got a lot of friends there. Yeah. Um. The market in Katy has changed so much just in the last four years. You know, it it used to just be non-Mocker's Barbecue. You had Red River Barbecue, which is based in League City, but they have a Katy Outpost. Uh, Then you had Midway Barbecue, and that was pretty much it. You know, now you've got Cooper's Old Time Barbecue opening up. Um, Harris County Smokehouse just opened up. Uh, Brett Jackson just took over the old non-Mocker spot on Mason Road. Uh, And I heard – Yeah, I mean, you know, there's just – it's – There's not that many consumer dollars to go around. And uh, there's a lot of barbecue out there now. That Uh.
0: tells me that you're a smart businessman because a lot of people would say, oh, I'd really like to be out there. But they wouldn't have named all the things you just named. So (laughs) that's a really good perspective from a business standpoint of, hey – I'd love to be there. I'm a Katie boy, but let me name you the, the seven places that are already there, and yeah. there's just not enough money to go around. Yeah,
1: and I didn't even name all of them. I mean, the guy that was the guy that was uh, your guest before me, Randy Duncan, Daddy Duncan's Barbecue, he's about to open up out in Katy. Yeah. Um, you know, so I I don't know that I'm a smart businessman, but at least I'm smart enough to know that you don't you don't try to open a business where there's a whole bunch of competition. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> so yeah, I, I do I do have an area uh, that I am targeting. Um, uh, it, it's in the Houston area. Okay. Um, you know, we talked about leaving the state, uh, mm-hmm. going to, uh, you know, New Mexico, or someplace like that, and you know, taking our Texas barbecue with us, yeah, um, because there's a big resurgence across the U.S. There I mean, look, really Richmond, Virginia, you've got Texas barbecue places in, in South Carolina, California, California, California. Colorado, yeah. um, I mean, they're, they're uh, well, Seattle,
2: everybody wants to be like Texas. If yeah. you want this to go overseas insane. at the Houston barbecue uh, cook off uh, for the rodeo, there was a for whole Zoom? brazilian team you know there and i mean it's getting huge down there and i mean the texas style is what they're kind of trying to mimic yeah. down there
1: so yeah. we actually had an opportunity to uh uh talk to some people from venezuela uh talk to some people down in new zealand um you know those are things that are like hey you know that seems like that'd be kind of cool but yeah. hey i'm from basically from houston texas and i got family here and my wife has family here do we yeah, really yeah. want to move halfway across the world to go do this barbecue thing when we can probably just do it here yeah so
0: yeah cool well thanks for thanks for joining us today your backstory and the front story and how much room you still have to grow is actually inspiring thank you so that's really carving out time to do that Tell us where you're located. Okay. Your address is? Uh,
1: 2024 Rusk Street inside of Lucky's Lodge. You'll see a big 17-foot neon sign that says Lucky's Lodge, and there is a 3-foot by 4-foot metal sign on the front of the building that says home of Buck's Barbecue Company.
0: Tuesday through Sunday?
1: I, I serve Tuesday through Saturday. Saturday okay. uh, we're in the middle of yeah. crawfish season, so Sunday is crawfish Sundays. Uh, but I serve from uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to at least 10 p.m. Wow. All day.
0: And then social media-wise, where can people find Social you?
1: media, all three platforms, at BucksBBQCO, same as the website address.
0: Okay,
2: great. Well, thank you so much for taking time. I know it's it's not easy to come out this way and, and get on a podcast, mm-hmm. especially since this is episode number four for us, you <laughs> know, so I really appreciate about it. about the blow up, though. We just had Bucks
1: on. I know. That's
2: what I was going to say, man. You had Randy on, man. you are going to blow the roof off. <laughs> We're getting these great guests, but- we're also bringing on guests that we also enjoy their barbecue, you know, and, and we can truly stand behind it and say, dude, this is good barbecue. And as much as you would think a day where we hit up what I hit up four barbecue spots, yeah. um, I wasn't tired of the barbecue because it was oh. it, there's they're uniquely different across the platform. And I think going to the Houston Barbecue Festival will be really cool to, to really see it because you can really nibble at what is it, 25 plus now. Oh, I think difference. it's close to 30 now. Is it yeah. close to 30 joints? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Is this your so. first year to do that?
1: No, I, I saw I, – I, we, we participated uh, under the Papa Charlie's banner okay. for the, the, the first – the second, third, and fourth years, uh, and then I was involved last year under my own banner at Bucks. So, I'm, thought- I'm this is old hat for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you're doing it in your sleep or without sleep? Uh,
1: yeah, you don't really get a whole lot of sleep.
0: We've been told that. We see that a lot. You know, a lot of the barbecue family post mm-hmm. pictures of hanging out the night before, working the night before.
2: See, that's 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 what I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask if if we can get in the night before and maybe just hang out and put some freaking microphones and some beers in front of guys. I that doubt that man, see you, what I, we. I doubt they'll get. allow microphones. You, you <laughs> used to be a
1: chef, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just come out. Just come out on Saturday. You can come help me do prep work. There you go. There you go. There you do go. It, Boom. Done.
2: There you go. You got Which your homie. <laughs> there you go. I should and probably. And I should probably over.
1: call and ask permission first. But yeah, I think we'll be okay.
2: I still got my. You know. um, you know, the uh, city of Houston, you know, health certification, stuff like that, all that BS. So, yeah, I'm set, <laughs> man. I'm set.
0: <laughs> so. That's a great invitation. Thank yeah,
1: you. Yeah, no problem. I'll uh, come out and
0: document that he actually does work as a yeah, chef. Yeah, 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 definitely. He keeps telling me that. But uh, Saturday,
1: Saturday, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, doing barbecue fest on Sunday is great, um, but it, it, it's so busy and it's so fast and furious that you don't really have a chance to enjoy it as much as you might like to. But the Saturday night uh, before barbecue fest is just a fantastic opportunity for all of us that are in the barbecue industry yeah. to get together and join as a family i mean we do we have a family meal you know yeah. everybody cooks something um the difficulty is i mean we are all friends but the difficulty is we all work the same hours so yeah. it's almost yeah. impossible to yeah. go see each other i was so when you asked me to come out here for the podcast tonight i was like well hell yeah i'm gonna go out there because <laughs> it's at beavers and i know arash is gonna be there so we're yeah. gonna go have colleen and I are gonna go have dinner at, at beavers and Good eat some of arash's food catch up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah well, we, we, we got very fortunate that Arash was allowing us to use this space and everything like that, and it seems really cool that everybody's excited to see Beavers and Arash, you know, and, and so that's that's been a nice little draw as well. It's a great family, you great know? barbecue family. really is. It really is. So thank you again. I, I really do appreciate you taking so much time. And, I mean, we're, we're at 44 minutes, and it doesn't feel like it's been and 44 minutes. And your wife, minutes. too, Colleen. Thanks yeah. for coming
1: for, out. For, for her, it feels like 44 minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Jim Buchanan of Buck's. Bucks Barbecue Company,
2: Yep, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, guys. Really do appreciate it.
2: Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes, to texas Ray's Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com.